Hey, everyone. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Disney's movie release slate, some Marvel and Star Wars updates, and a review of Disney Infinity Marvel Battlegrounds, as well as much, much more in this episode of Diz Pop. DizPop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host of DizPop, Rhino Clavin, and joining me today at the controls is the Alfred to my Batman, Oliver Green. Hello, everyone. I don't know if you hated that. I, I didn't quite give you Robin. Well, it, <laughs> what, Alfred's worse than Robin? No, but Alfred's like, uh, he runs the Batcave, you know? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you off purely based on the fact that Alfred's British. Yeah. And I'm assuming Ooh, that's, the, yeah, that's the tedious link you're going yeah. for there. I'll let you be the Alfred um, from the Batman Superman Alfred, because he was kind of trendy, too. He like had some nice outfits going. He's a little... A little hipper, I feel I like. Can, I can live with that, definitely. Yeah, Jer- who doesn't love Jeremy Irons? I don't want to hear about it if you don't. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is our technically our third episode. We did one video episode, which was also audio, and then we did an exclusive audio-only um, review of The Jungle Book. And actually, look for it as well. We're going to be doing an exclusive audio-only review of marvel's uh captain america civil war and that's going to be uh me and the lovely and talented craig williams and um yeah i can't wait to see it and talk about it so i'm I'm very excited for that experience probably for the best that craig's joining you there because we all know that yeah my, my knowledge of anything to do with superheroes um is definitely not on par with yours yeah and uh we're actually going to talk about that too because we've got a little project that i think um like a little thing we're going to get Oliver involved in too. But, you know, I realized uh, on the first show, I don't think I really explained what we kind of the mission of this show actually is either. So Go for it I now. feel like I should say it right now. It's, it's you know, we call it Diz Pop. It's part of the uh, Diz Unplugged podcast network. And we're going to be kind of talking about all things pop culture, but specifically related to that kind of like, well, not specifically, but kind of related to that Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars Whatever kind of Universal Studios touches on, really anything that I deem appropriate. Because I can't tell you now that I won't be talking about Ghostbusters when that comes out. I can't make any promises. But I'll try and figure out a way to tie it back into everything. But for now, we're going to focus on those stuff and kind of branch outwards. But um, we'll (coughs) – Cut to me. Cut to me. I think what you're trying to say is it's whatever you essentially want to talk about that's got some link to Disney – or universal it's just whatever's at the forefront of your mind that maybe has uh too much of a tedious link to make it onto any of the other shows we do but but it's perfect for Dispop. is yeah, that what you're trying to say like the junk drawer almost but a good junk drawer like yeah. you go in and you're like there's the battery like, like i don't know organized. why that's why i'm excited about in the junk drawer but <laughs> like an organized junk drawer <laughs> an organized junk like an ikea junk drawer so exactly. it's not really junk it's swedish junk yeah um except we're not that cheap Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but what was I going to say? I'm sorry. No, and I'm, I'm certainly not flat packed. <sighs> now all I can think about is going to Ikea and buying myself a 50 cent ice cream to walk around and look at junk drawers all day. Don't want to derail the show, but I love Ikea. I, 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 Ikea is like the retail equivalent of Disney for me. It's I'm, like it's, therapy. 
It's like a nice, like you go, you people watch, you have like, you have your experiences, you could eat there, they have the thing. Meatballs. This episode of Dizbop is not sponsored by (laughs) Ikea, despite what we've made you to believe. But yeah, so we're going to be, I feel like the Disney, Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars universe has just been on fire lately, and uh, it gives us a nice place to start with the show. And we'll kind of go out from there, and we'll see what you guys want to see or hear or listen to or anything like that. So we're we're always open to suggestions. Um, So... Yeah. Anyway, but today we've got a lot of news to cover since the last time we had an episode. And the first thing I want to talk about, oh, which I guess, I guess this would be like a housekeeping thing, but I have this random fact I read over the weekend. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but Disney has never won a Best Picture Oscar. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of those assumptions that you just make. And not many of Disney films have actually been nominated for Best Picture either. And that's actually quite shocking. I I read a statistic, and I think it was, I want to say it was three, but I was, it has to be a little bit more than that. I'm a little shocked at that right now. But it was Mary Poppins was the first one. And then it was, and then there's Beauty and the Beast, which I believe was actually one of the first live action, if not the first live action film to ever be nominated for Best Picture. And that was before there was um, a Best Animated Feature category. And then, when they did establish that best animated feature category, Up was nominated for that, and also best best feature film. So it was, mm. it's kind of just one of those weird like you, there's so much they make such iconic films, but none have really gotten that prestigious award. You know? Yeah, it feels it almost feels wrong. You know, it feels like they in Disney's trophy cabinet somewhere. Yeah, they should have that sitting there, and it's just. Well, they have so many Oscars for so so much, you know, and it's just kind of like that one thing that you're like, oh, we've now it's now it's kind of like, what's the film that's going to bring us there too? Well, yeah, now you've said it, I want to know what it I is. I was waiting for you to tell me. I, well, I assumed British people were you. You can divine the future. I, what like like Nostradamus? Did you like, not go to Hogwarts? Did you not major in divination with Professor Trelawney? I mean, <laughs> you'd be surprised if you seen the school I went to. It's, it's very much uh, like Hogwarts, but no, I did not. Pig I not pimples? A, is that where you went? Always what? Pig pimples? Yeah, like a ripoff <laughs> version. <laughs> yeah, so like, we couldn't really afford the other one, but our uh, wands—they were made out of the best cardboard we could find. Oh yeah, I learned how to handle a wand. <clears throat> Oh, I bet you did, sir. So, <laughs> anyway, now that that's there, um, so yeah, Disney at the box office. I wanted to talk about that for a second because Jungle Book was number one again for the third week in a row, um, and it's now passing the two hundred and fifty million dollar mark, which actually was a little lower than I expected. But that's just the domestic number, I believe. But um, it's still doing really well, um, and it looks like um, it's going to be holding on to the top – Disney itself as a studio is holding on to that top spot for some time because there is no way that Captain America is not um, the number one opener this weekend. I mean it's already made uh, something like over $200 million in international markets and it still hasn't opened in some of the biggest ones, which are China. And uh, I also believe it still has to open in Russia as well and then us. And it's opening in all three of those territories this weekend. That's what I was going to ask about Jungle Book. So it's for – a lot of Americans, they won't even realize, or I'm assuming they won't realize, but outside of America, films don't always get released at the same time. Like in Europe, they often, often get released a few weeks later, certain films, not the big blockbusters, but stuff like The Jungle Book. So has it actually been released? Because you only had the domestic numbers there, that's why I'm asking. Has it been released yet in Europe? Jungle you know? Book? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the for some reason, a, a, lot, a lot of times lately, I see both numbers together, but The Jungle Book, for some reason, didn't have it 
have it listed there. Um, but uh, excuse me while I shift in my chair a little bit. Um, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Civil War. I, I, what's interesting to me is that a movie like Captain America, though, is open in almost every territory except for the one where it was, I don't want to say created specifically for, because um, China is now like the second largest film market in the world. And, um, you know, for those of you who are unaware of how that's working out, uh, China has a pretty heavy stake in Hollywood at the moment. Like a lot of production companies are finding themselves involved in like Chinese deals, uh, like uh, Paramount with all the Transformer films. That's why they always kind of contain that little extra Chinese element. Sometimes a scene will take place in China. Sometimes it'll involve, you know, characters product or something placement. like that. I've seen a few product films with product placement with uh, Chinese products, stuff yeah. that you won't even find in the, you know, in the US or European yeah. countries. Yeah, it's crazy. At first it started with those like big tentpole actions. It was the last Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Um, there was the opera, I believe they're at, is a very popular like Chinese um Opera. I I I'm I could I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that's that's that. But I also saw a trailer for this like mom's movie the other day that has like Christina Applegate and um uh Veronica Mars, what's her name? I Kristen Bell. And it's it's just like all these people, but like the opening title, one of the companies that has sponsored it is a is a Chinese production company. So it's very it's very interesting. Um it's it's great though, I mean, that film can bring places together like this and also great if you're a filmmaker because if you can find investments anywhere you can i mean it's only going to work out better for for everybody's entertainment yeah it's where the money is at the minute like not to get too boring but china's economy has just boomed in the last few years so yeah yeah, if there's money to be made there we're gonna make it so let me just go back to what you were saying before because again my my knowledge isn't as good as yours did you say uh uh the film hadn't been it was released in China and no, it's yet not not released. in China. Uh, um, China, Russia, and the United States get Captain America on the same day. Oh, okay, which All is right, Friday yeah. the sixth. Okay, which is technically today, I believe, is when this will go out. But this is okay. pre-recorded, so I can't I can't say whether I liked it or not yet. But I'm going to tell you right now, I probably did. Um, but you'll hear about those thoughts in detail. At a, uh, a actually probably on Friday or if not Saturday, so watch out for that review. Um, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I actually I recently I went back and I watched Captain America: The Winter Soldier and I watched um, the Avengers: Age of Ultron and I had I hadn't seen either of those since I saw them in the theaters and enjoyed them both. Um, well, Captain America: Winter Soldier is one of Marvel's best films, um, and the Avengers isn't isn't the second one is not as like bad as i thought when i saw it i didn't think it was bad i just was kind of like it's not as good as the first one it's still not as good but it was definitely more enjoyable the second time around but anyway what's what's interesting about the box office thing the reason why i bring that up is so if winter soldier i'm sorry civil war if civil war can hold out for two weeks which i don't believe i'm not sure if there's any other like major competitive titles coming out in the next two weeks disney could potentially have spots for the top three films because we're going to assume civil war number one jungle book number two and then whatever whatever but alice in wonderland the through the looking glass is coming out on the 27th and i'm 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 i don't i do not think this is going to do nearly as well as that first one did because that was riding the heels of james cameron's avatar as a 3d spectacle well yes um i think the uh he's completely gone out of my head who was the guy johnny depp uh, the guy that passed away, he's uh, does the voiceover for the trailer. Oh, Alan Rickman, yeah, Alan I know. Rickman. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna people will want to see it just because it's one of, if not the last thing Alan Rickman was. Uh, it's close to it, with. yeah. So yeah, people will go and see it for that. That's why I'm excited about it. You know, I was a huge fan of um, Alan Rickman, so yeah. that's I wouldn't have necessarily 
been as interested in it before as I am now. So it's it just it looks even crazier than the first one looks. But this one is not directed by Tim Burton. I believe he's just a producer on this one, um, and it's an interesting. We'll see. We're going to get to that because I'm, I'm going to go. We're going to do a review of that. And I'm actually going to go back and rewatch the first one because I only saw it that one time in the theater. And I did not like it. So I'm interested to see if now that I know I hate it, if I'll actually enjoy it more the second time. But I also realized I don't think I really care for the Alice in Wonderland story very much because I've never really enjoyed any version of Alice in Wonderland except for the scary British one that was on TV when I was a kid. I don't know if you know that one. It was a two-parter. The Jabberwockies mm. chasing her. No, the whole I'm time. not aware of that. She's oh, got to like cut the cake backwards somehow at one point. It was a really messed up version. No, not aware of that. But I actually quite like the story of Alice in Wonderland just because I like the when you find out what the you know the story's about. It's um, the guy that wrote the original story, wasn't he? Like just high all the time, and that's how he wrote the. That's how he came up with the story. Oh, I'm sure. Alice I mean, that's Wonderland. clearly reflected in the in the story itself. So yeah, I don't know, like, especially with the Mad Hatter. The reason he's mad is because of the chemicals they used on the hat. You know, that's yeah, why he's the crazy. mercury poisoning. I think. Yeah, mercury. That's what mercury. I like about it. It's interesting when you look below the surface. Yeah. So I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to try and go in open minded. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to rewatch the first one. I'm going to give the second one a fair. You know, fair shake. I'll go see it in 3D, the way it's clearly meant to be seen. And I hope I hear that pink cover of the Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit song, or Go Ask Alice. I I always get the name mixed up. I think it's called White Rabbit, but I'm not sure. Just quickly before we move on, what's your view on 3D films? I hate them. Um, Well, I don't. I don't hate them. If a movie was conceptualized in 3D from the ground up, I'll see it that way. But otherwise, I'm not going to see it that way. Uh, and I and I said this in the Jungle Book review, which I believe Jungle Book was conceptualized to be in 3D. But because 90% of that movie, I would even go further, 98% of that movie is CGI, or not CGI, but the photorealistic environments. So it's essentially a all animated movie. Mm. It, the 3D comes through better than yeah. when you post-convert a movie. Or I, I have only ever seen, I don't know how many movies I've seen that I've actually enjoyed in 3D. Mm. oddly enough um the three musketeers weird steampunk version that had logan lerman emilio jovich and christoph waltz in it was actually one of the better 3d features i've seen see i i i don't hate 3d but when it's live action i prefer 2d i agree and and unfortunately my tickets for civil war are going to be in 3d because i did it in imax however they are doing um, specific showings that are not in 3D. So if you do have an issue with 3D movies, and but you want to see it in IMAX, like the 7 p.m. showing in Orlando, like that one is is just a standard edition. I would have went with that one, but everybody else has to go to the early one, so whatever. I'll suck <laughs> it up. But I have a giant head. Those glasses hurt my head. They give me a headache. You know you can get your own 3D glasses. I have my own pair of custo- like customized 3D glasses, so you don't have to get the horrible ones that they give out. Will they the work theater. for all th- things, though? Because I, yeah. I like... I know that they give you different glasses for 3D IMAX versus real D 3D. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. They, they give you, like, the ones they would give you at, like, Bugs Life or, like, what the old Star Tours ones were. And, and then for real D 3D, they're those, like, 50, the Ray-Bans-looking ones. So that's oh, why I always okay. wondered, like, why they're not the same. Oh, I didn't know. The projector might be different. But, but well, I will take that into account for when I see, like, a standard movie in 3D. You can borrow them if you like. Oh, well. I have a giant head, so I don't know if they'll fit. But I will tell you, I got some exclusive ones for when I saw Star Trek Into Darkness, and those ones fit amazingly well, and I've kept those. So maybe I should just start actually bringing those with me. There you go. But anyway, so back on that box office thing again. So it's actually really cool, too. I did a little looking this up, and 
Zootopia is actually still in the top 10. It's, I think it, it was this last weekend, it was at number nine. And its haul is at $931 million right now. And that's, Only. that's crazy. But the Blu-ray release is coming up June 7th. So it's close to being like, it's going to fall out soon. But let's assume it stays in there till Alice. That mm. Disney would have four of the top ten movies in the movie theater. You got to think like that's a. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I don't even know if they've had three in the. They could potentially have the top three slots in in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like that's. I feel like this is a this is an occasion for them, and they yeah. still have another film that I'm sure is going to do very well. Finding Dory coming out in June. Yeah, that's almost guaranteed to do well. You know, people have been asking that yeah. for that for a long, long time. That's just so. two more weeks after Alice too. Wow. So it's kind of like. They are pumping them out this summer. That's yeah. It's I'm sure they're looking forward to it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the shareholders are very excited. But um, I mean, something's got to pay for Star Wars Land in Shanghai. Am I right? Yes, the films are not getting Shanghaied. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, Shanghai is getting Shanghaied though. Apparently, but oh, what you mean with the yeah the uh, yeah. the destruction? The dis- yeah, we've not spoke about that on any of the shows yet. Oh, well, do you, do you, you want, want to talk comment? about it here? Oh, yeah, For sure. anybody, if you don't know, um, apparently this week there were some images released that they were letting people just like scroll through. Scroll through. They were letting people, you know, I speak in computer lingo. They were letting people just like stroll through the park to kind of see what it's been looking like and how it's been coming. And I guess they've been trashing it. They've been like carving stuff into the into like the paint and just like leaving trash everywhere. And it's a little sad because from... My, you know, my American perspective is like they're getting the best park that anybody's going to have, and these, and they're just kind of like dropping a deuce on it. I don't know how else, keep, I don't know how nice to say that. Keep going. I've nearly found the photo. Oh, okay. The, so you're uh, going to show us a little photo, but yeah, it was a it's a little disheartening. I have some friends over there right now who are actually opening the park too. They they went over as part of the uh, like they sent people over to help open it. So I'll be interested to see what their their take on it was. I should actually give them. Well, I'm not. Not calling China. I feel like that'll. I don't know if I have international calling on our company phone plan, but I could check out, check that out, and get back to everybody. If it's work related, I feel like it's okay. But I'm just curious, you know, that it's just a shame. I'm just so jealous of that park because they have the Tron roller coaster, which also looks very, very good, yeah. by the way. If you can't find it, it's okay. I can't I'm find gonna it. Move I feel on. like it's so close. No, it's okay. okay. I've missed it. But um, while we're on that, while on the Disney uh, movie um, topics, uh, Disney has actually recently done the uh, the the old date shuffle and moved around a bunch of their. Uh, this kind of changed up some stuff on their upcoming film slate, and in that process, they officially confirmed the Jungle Book sequel is in the work, as well as a follow up to Maleficent. And the time frame for when Maleficent is coming out is a little surprising to me, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, they've also staked out some dates down the line um, with unspecified films, but there's three live-action fairy tales, that's, that's what they've said, and two live-action Disney films that have not been specified as of yet that are on the list. Um, we know that um, there's some live-action um, the live action take on the animated classics um, include Tim Burton's Dumbo. That's in the works. Um, there's an Emma Stone led Cruella. Hmm. That's that's interesting to me. And then um, there's that movie that will just seems like I I thought it was dead, but apparently it just stays around forever. Tinkerbell, starring Reese Witherspoon. But I honestly, they announced the movie while Brittany Murphy was alive, 
and before I moved to Florida, and that was like 11 years ago. This movie is not going to happen. I will be shocked if I ever see a Tinkerbell movie. I'll be shocked if it's Reese Witherspoon because – not because – I mean, she looks like she could be Tinkerbell, but yeah. I mean, the, the, the amount of time it's taken, she's going to be like a 50-year-old Tinkerbell. I was going to say, how old is Reese Witherspoon now? She must not to be disrespectful, but she must be pushing it a bit. And Tinkerbell's, you know, she's part of – well, she's like a young, she's Sprite. She's a young, and not to say that Reese Witherspoon looks old, but yeah, I mean, Reese Witherspoon's like, what is she? She's got to be like maybe almost 40 or I'm, I'm going to feel See, bad it, saying it, this now it, and not knowing. In my head, like Reese, uh, not Reese Witherspoon, sorry, Tinkerbell is, uh, she's, she is 40 this year. She, I don't feel bad. What Tinkerbell is? No, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Tinkerbell's Tinkerbell like 100 is, this year. Well, Tinkerbell, the, the character of Tinkerbell is someone that's like, she's a, she's a teenager in my head. That's how I perceive her to be. So it's very strange to think that Reese Witherspoon could potentially be. Well, it's kind of like that Rent movie. If they ever get that made, I mean, how old is uh, Dina Menzel at this point? Versus, like the 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 line in the movie, or excuse me, the play is the you look like you're nineteen, you know, or you look like you're sixteen, but I'm nineteen and old for my age, and I'm like. Yeah, Ugh. but with a voice like that, that shaves the years oh. off. You can forgive her that voice, you know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, they could just remove that. Honestly, if they removed that line, it would take out everybody's age out of the mix, and I wouldn't care. Not a re- not yeah. rent. Wicked. I was talking about wicked. Why did I say okay. rent? There's a there's a rent movie. I was, yeah, I, that was a weird weird. I'm sorry, wicked. She was saying she's going to be too old for wicked, and I agree because they're supposed to be in like school. But I but if we lose Andina Menzel, we're probably going to lose Kristen Chenoweth, and yeah. I feel like they're both kind of essential to that. They're so iconic in those roles that people people will for, like forgive the fact that they might be like pushing it a little bit to play those roles. So I it's I if if someone gave me the option to see uh, Wicked with a more age appropriate cast, I'd still choose the original. Yeah, so. I agree. It does. It, it's kind of like one of those like they're going to school. Who cares? It's not like it's high yeah. school. I mean, I guess it is high school though. In the I don't think it is high school. It's, 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 it's like Use university. Yeah, it is. Use your imagination. It's set in a fictional world and it's theater, you know? So Yeah, and it's, who, it's who are we to say how old they go to be? They could live to be like 300 years old. Exactly. And also, you know, it's you do get, you know, um, not younger people in university now. So let's not discriminate, you know? I know. I did only graduate two years ago, so. Rhino, you don't look a day over 20. Mm, I know. Um, Anyway, so let me go through. Let's go year by year of what they have. I know that sounds super exciting for everybody. But um, it looks like in 2016, these are the films that we've got so far that have not come out yet. We got May 27th, Alice Through the Looking Glass. June 17th, Finding Dory. June 7th, The BFG. That's the Steven Mm. Spielberg-directed Road Dahl film there. August 12th, we've got Pete's Dragon. September 23rd, Queen of Katwa. That's the um, Lupita Nyong'o. That's another one of her Disney movies this year. This is one of the films that I really haven't got a clue about. Queen of Katwa? Yes. Um, We saw some of, like, her and David Aiello are in it, and we saw some clips of it at D23, and it looks pretty interesting. I'll be interested to see. Explain it to me as if I'd never even heard of it before. I can't really tell you because it's not one of those, like, I know directly that I don't want to talk about what the plot is because i'm worried i'm going to say the wrong country of where they're going and what they're doing and 
it there isn't really a marketing push for it. Okay. Yet. So don't worry. You haven't you're you're there with everybody else. The only so, reason I know about it is cuz I saw that. It's going to be revealed over over a period of time. I'm sure once like July rolls around they're going to start. I, I mean, they've got so many films. I mean, there's still Moana comes out in November. I have yet to see anything to do with that. That's I mean, another one, not a clue. Other than like an image. Yeah. I know it's a Hawaiian culture based movie, and from what I've heard the stuff they showed at D23 was great, but Mm. I'm general public at this point. I don't know. I didn't get to the end of that one. And then, of course, December 15th, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which that trailer just looks great. So um, so talking about 2016, I would have to say I'm very excited for the BFG. I love – I didn't – this is not one of the Road Doll books that I read. However, Matilda is one of my favorite reading experiences in my life, and I do love that um, movie with – oh, my God – I forgot the girl's name. The little girl from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I know who you mean. We were we were mocking her earlier. Not yeah. mocking her, impersonating, impersonating her earlier on. Yeah. I couldn't remember, but she's she's oh cute. She's Miranda that. Wilson. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um and she uh I looked I learned that without looking at the computer. I learned that. <laughs> you learned it. Though. I learned it real quick. But I look forward to that. Um Steven Spielberg for me can I I'll always see if this says directed by Steven Spielberg, I'm in the theater. I don't care. That man can do no wrong. Right. And then I'm actually pretty excited for Peach Dragon. And I'm going to tell you why. I was never – I know I've seen the original, but I've never really I, – I, I don't remember it very well. Like I remember the scene with the fence where he's like run, running along the fence and then the, the poles start like flying out. But that's, that's about it. And I know what Pete looks like, but – or I'm sorry, Pete. What, the, what Elliot, the dragon, looks like. But it's just – it's not – and here we we were treated by Entertainment Weekly to our first look of the new Elliot. This is not the Elliot I was thinking of. Oh, the, sorry. No, that's Did okay. I, that way too I know you don't know. <laughs> no, but I was going to transition here. So if you're listening, I'll I'll try to describe this as best as I can. It's a green. It, it it's a forest looking fluffy cat with wings. Look, whatever you're listening to the podcast on, I'm sure it's got an internet browser. Just Google it. Yeah, I unless you're driving, please don't. Oh yeah, um, don't do it. Then. Yeah. Um, it's for me. I don't care. It, to me, it looks like like if this is a little a feral child in the woods who's making up a make believe friend, then. That's what it looks like to me. I mean, that's fine. I like that they didn't go classic dragon approach where, like, here's the scales. Like, it's, you know. It looks like, and again, I've not seen the trailer for this or anything, but it looks like they've, they've done uh, with the dragon what they do with a lot of the things in these animated. Just um, go stay on me. So, sorry. <laughs> well, my um, they've done, uh, let me go back to the photo, actually, so you can see what I'm saying. They're going to do a lot of uh, what they do with animals in these, uh, there we go, in these animated um when they animate a, an animal in these films. So like with uh, Sh- uh, Donkey and Shrek, for example, they always uh, animate him like after a dog. And when I look at that, look at that face, that looks like a giant dog to me. They yeah. even made him furry. So yeah. I think you're probably going to see a lot of those characteristics that you would do. Um, well, I, I've read a thing about um, why they do that too. Um, uh, y- y- I don't know if you saw the movie Chappie. I did the yes. robot. I've seen I've seen clips of Chappie. I'm I aware. Of I Chappie. didn't love it, but the animation with that they did with Chappie, they were saying like because he's got like he had these antennas like this, yeah. you know, that come out of the top of his head, and they, when he was sad, they'd kind of go down or they'd go up, and they were saying they modeled it after a dog, and it was because you you immediately have an emotional attachment when you see. Um, the, the behavior that's demonstrated in your everyday, yeah. like something like that, that it's, you can. They did it with to. the uh, horse in Rapunzel as well. That's uh, not. Yeah, they did it with the horse in Rapunzel and with the horse in um, Frozen. One of the you horses. mean the reindeer uh, and the reindeer. Uh, yeah. But no, I was actually talking about the horse that Hans rides. 
Hans, Hans. Hans. But you know, yeah, all, basically all animals, and you realise it now, we've said it, you'll realise it, that if you look at the characteristics of them, they are always, always after dogs. They animate yeah. them after dogs. Yeah, it's, and it's an interesting look, and I know people are upset because there's no that, none of that neon pink, but uh, the director was saying that it didn't really fit the uh, color palette of the film, and I agree. I mean, you look at that photo, you're like, where would you put the neon pink in that photo? So, so I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm excited for Moana, and obviously, or I don't know if I'm excited. I'm just, I'm interested to see something that's not same old, same old Disney animated um, again. You know, I, I love Zootopia, so I'm, I'm excited for Moana, and obviously Star Wars, we can't talk enough about that. So but that's 2016. Yeah. What brings us into 2017? I'm pretty excited about this one. The Beauty and the Beast movie is March 17th. On April 21st, we've got Disney Nature's Born in China. May 9th, we've got Maleficent 2. May 26th, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. June 26th, Cars 3. June 28th, Untitled Live Action Fairy Tale. And November 22nd, Coco. I don't remember what Coco's about, though. Oh, Coco's oh, the Day of the Dead. It's about the Day of the Dead. Um, okay. Yeah, because I, 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 they held back on that one when um, Sony was releasing that other film, which I don't believe is called Day of the Dead, but it's something like that. I forget. Eli's got all the little figures. I, I know what you're talking about. I can't recall what it's called, Yeah, like Channing Tatum's exactly, a voice in it. Yeah. Um, they're like all like wooden dolls. This is bugging yeah. me. But um, Their pe- faces are like painted yeah. almost. It's like, yeah. But um, again, the I, I'll, I'll always see a pirates movie. Uh, the first one is my favorite. I don't care for the second or third one. Uh, the second one I like more than the third one, and I like the fourth one better than the second and third one. I know that's not a popular opinion. But. Do we know? Uh, is the cast been released yet for the new pirates film? Do we know who's coming back? Uh, well, Johnny Depp, obviously. Um, I believe Jeffrey Rush as well. And okay. um, the big deal with this one is that Will Turner, Orlando Bloom, is going to be back. Were you trying to do an English accent? Will Turner. Then? <laughs> oh right. Well, that's his name in the movie. That's how they say it. Will Turner. Oh man, I didn't say it at the beginning. Here's what's popping. I was gonna say it. I, I just realized that that was gonna be our like. Here's what's what's popping. You sh- that should be like your sign off. What's popping, boo? That's what. That's what popped. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't work. That does not have a ring to it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Maleficent 2, I'm surprised about 2017. Um, that's, you know, May 2017. Are they even filming this movie yet? I don't think so. Uh, Apparently, Angelina Jolie is attached to Star again. And I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if that actually holds on the date. The other one that really surprised me is Cars 3. I had no clue that was even a thing. It's, I know Cars is very popular. It doesn't appeal to me, but Cars is very popular. But they're amongst. the least... Like, they are the lowest reviewed of all the Pixar movies, which is interesting to me. I haven't even seen the second mm-hmm. one. I've only seen the first one, which I thought was, like, okay. I'm, But I have heard, like, the, the merchandise is, is what sells those movies. That's why they keep okay. making the movies. But So, whatever. That's that's that. Um, you know, you on, Beauty and the Beast, I'm very excited for that. Me but too, yeah. 2018, we start off in March with Gigantic, and that's the Jack and the Beanstalk story, the animated film. And then April 6th, it says Untitled Live Action Fairy Tale. May 25th, Untitled Han Solo Feature. Um, June 15th, Toy Story 4, which I'll be very excited for. August 3rd, Untitled Live Action Disney Film. December 25th, Untitled Live Action Disney Film. So that kind of year only gives us three films that we know about. But um, but still, it's interesting that they're kind of taking that Marvel Lucasfilm, which is Disney, but now they're like staking it out as like brand, you know, claiming dates that will always be their dates. Like always 
March, you know, always May, always in the summer, um, release dates for them. Uh, so good for them. But, and then, uh, 2019 is untitled Disney Toon Studios film. June 21st is The Incredibles 2 and December 20th is live action fairy tale. So they've got some stuff that I know they're working on. And I think it's just kind of like what gets through the pipeline faster, but yeah. So we'll, we'll see. It's an exciting exciting thing to choose from and that doesn't include marvel movies because we're getting three of those a year starting next year or um star wars films which we're getting one a year so do you know what three marvel films we're getting um next year we're getting i believe there's a spider-man film next july um and just again correct me if i'm wrong but who's the who's going to be taking the role of spider-man it's not is it andrew garfield or is it no not? no no it's, no, a, it's a reboot it's okay. um but not an origin story because in in captain america civil war spider-man is like a fully formed hero or like he's already around been bitten by the spider has his powers okay i think iron man's gonna have something to do with helping him get a costume though um marvel mm-hmm. film slate i will look that up really quick because I believe Thor is the end of next year. I want to say that's November. Spider-Man, I think, counted as the... um, Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's right. I forgot that's filming. That's going to be our our May release. Um, I'll enjoy the Spider-Man one. Um, I'll probably enjoy the Thor one. Guardians of the Galaxy, it doesn't appeal to me that much. Have you seen it? Um, I've I've, I've seen the trailer. I basically, you know... Well... (sighs) Do you, do you know what's really upsetting me right now? And we spoke about this on, um, I think we spoke about this on some of the other shows or we were talking about it today. I, I keep forgetting. But um, they're in California, over in uh, California, their Tower of Terror is being um, rethemed to a Guardians of the Galaxy like overlay. Yeah. And that upsets me more than I can. I can't believe that's an official thing. Is it, it's definitely been confirmed as official, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I saw a thing today that it's like the third person to like talk about it. And mm. I don't it, like, it's going to be, I don't know. I don't like that. I've seen more I than like one report. I don't like the idea of that at all. And that's just made me like reject any chance. That's, it's took any chance of me seeing that film and just as, yeah, the, the chances of me now seeing that film have been obliterated because of that very reason. So I was right. Too. It's, it's guardians of the galaxy, Spider-Man It's guardians of the galaxy in May, Spider-Man in like July and Thor in, um, November, and then the following year is going to be Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant Man, and the Wasp, and then the next year it'll be Captain Marvel, Ant Man, uh, Avengers Two, Infinity War Part Two. Excuse me. And uh, the next story, which I was going to talk about, or I was going to talk about down the line, was Inhumans was scheduled for 2019, but they just yanked that from their film slate. Do we know why? No, I. I well, the the television series like was kind of setting up storylines for that that I. For me, when I I love uh, excuse me Agents of Shield, and um, I was almost like, why am I going to care about this by the time a movie rolls around? Because they'll have that's years down the pipeline. So like, am I going to watch seven seasons of the show about them and then do the main feature? I don't know. It seems kind of beating a dead horse. So who knows? I I think what's happening is that their current release of characters is just doing so well that they they're like well we're going to repeat the stuff that's that's doing well like i'm, I'm sure there'll be you know the, the the second ant-man i don't think that was ever really in the plans and then it happened and did well and then like all right well let's move forward with that and then i'm sure black panther they'll probably want to get something going with that as well and you know who knows it's exciting it's exciting stuff but um speaking of Rumors, not that we were really mm-hmm. speaking of it, but you talked about Guardians of the Galaxy is a rumor. Yep. Um. So a fun little non-Marvel Disney Star Wars. I mean, it's a Disney thing. 
Tina Fey is apparently working on a Hocus Pocus movie. God, and it's excites me so not much. a remake, is what I've heard. Oh, so it's like, okay. Yeah, mm, so interesting. There was a rumor that happened a while back, and she that she was working writing a script for like a remake or something like that and then they said no it wasn't it wasn't a remake and that it was a, a separate witch related property for Disney so it was still a halloween witch oriented movie um and at the at that time it was said that the film was not related to hocus pocus but was an original film and then she was recently asked by the chicago tribune about the stuff of her current project specifically that hocus pocus thing and her comment was there's a script in development it is not so much a remake so hmm. i'm assuming it either like exists in that same time and it's further down the line maybe it ties back into the original some just a little bit somehow but that's very exciting to me because i love hocus pocus and i love tina fey and i would love to see those two things tonight absolutely adore tina fey do you know she was staying at the grand floridian a few weeks ago no there you go we i bumped it. into her in animal kingdom as well i didn't say anything i didn't dare but i should have asked her you should have just... I, see, I, I just want to be that person who's cool enough to whisper in the ear and be like, I love your work. Do you, I, uh, and then just I, fade into the background. I thought about it. I've seen her twice in my life. Once I was in New York and oh, she aren't was... You? aren't you? I know, just special. <laughs> um, no, I seen her once when I was in New York. She was filming the, one of the last few episodes of 30 Rock. Um, loved that. I was, I was a bit of a crazy fan then. I was like knocking on a window because I was inside the uh, NBC store as she mm-hmm. was walking by. And she very awkwardly waved at me because I was just like giving it some. So... Um, yeah, that's the first time. So the second time I bumped into her, I I, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass myself. I'm jealous. She seems like she's a. If you're, she seems like one of those people. You give her respect, she'll give you respect. You know. She yeah. She she's. I've never seen a. I've never heard any reports of her being um, one of these celebrities that doesn't have the time of day for you. Yeah. But I also just didn't want to come across as being an absolute weirdo, so I didn't. Uh, well, I just finished the second it. season of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and she's in the latter half of that season. I'm, I'm about halfway through now, yeah. uh, the second season. So it was, I, I kind of hope she comes back for the third season and plays a different character because she was a different character in the first season. So I like that she keeps yeah. like coming she, back. To I can't. It, remember, it was a while ago now. In the first season, wasn't she, wasn't she a lawyer? She or was something? the lawyer in the yeah. last like two episodes. Thought, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She's in a little bit more this time around, but yeah. Um, so uh, I meant to say earlier, so I do these arts and crafts videos from time to time. Arts really? and crafts and drinks. If you haven't seen them, check them out on youtube.com slash disunplugged. I've done a Zootopia one where I reviewed the movie. I did the Marvel um, where I talked about Daredevil, which I just finished last night, by the way, season two. And I enjoyed it. And um, I might have to do a little like a re-examination of that. But, and then I just did a Star Wars one. So check that out. Cause I know this week was May the 4th. And, but um, in that video, Steve and I talk about, or Steve brought up that he had read about the trailer for Rogue One. There's a moment that involves some of the red Imperial Emperor guards from Return of the Jedi. And he was saying, the rumor was, is that Snoke, this movie was going to involve Snoke somehow, or maybe give some of his backstory. And, I just want to I want to put that to rest because apparently the Lucasfilm creative Pablo Hidalgo has stated that um, Rogue One will not include any connections to the current tr- trilogy that began with The Force Awakens and that this movie is very much a standalone movie. He said Snoke is not in Rogue One like in any way, shape, or form. Um, and now Ewan McGregor has also um, been asked a lot lately about the Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff if that's a thing that he'd be interested in doing or anything and he said if they asked me to do it i would be happy to but he said he looks like he's the one campaigning for it um because at the interviews people ask him about it and he feels like like he's he's 
he's not bringing it up. People are bringing it up to him. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's saying um, he'll respond to the questions if he's asked. He he says, I don't know anything about it. They've never approached me about it. So but maybe he he's playing coy. Yeah, possibly. I love you and McGregor. And he's in the Beauty and the Beast movie next year. And that's why I'm very excited, too, because it's a musical. And Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies. Who's he playing in Beauty and the Beast? Lumiere. Oh, nice. So... That'd be good to him. <laughs> Lumiere's French, though, and he's... Well, I suppose Lumiere. that's why they call it acting. Oliver. Well, he's, like, Scottish, and he always plays a, a British dude. I mean, an, I, I mean an, a, an English fella. It's <laughs> we need to work on your accents right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some other exciting stuff in that Star Wars universe is there for you, for those of you who like to read. Um, uh, I, I have never really read any of the books, but you know, when Disney came in and got all the star Wars stuff, they kind of wiped the, um, what was called the extended universe, which was all like the, the like unofficial extended universe. They basically wiped the slate and said only the films were Canon and then whatever they do now. So like the comic books that they're producing now are Canon star Wars rebels is Canon. The, the clone wars are Canon. Um, and um, any kind of books they put out. So they put out a book before episode seven that was called Aftermath, and that dealt with the events um, following Return of the Jedi. So it was a movie like, uh, I mean, excuse me, it was a book you didn't have to read, but if, you know, you weren't lost if you didn't, but it did kind of like, it it gave you like a feel of what this movie was going to be like, I guess. Now there's a new one coming out called Bloodline, and, um, uh, excuse me, the author of this um book claudia gray she stated that some of the story ideas and elements in this novel come straight from ryan johnson now ryan johnson is directing episode eight and um so this book takes place six years before the force awakens and it revolves around leia how she split from the republic how the resistance was born and the formation of the first order so what's interesting is that I, I, it's going to have like allusions, I think, to some story elements that are going to be in episode eight. Yeah. But I think Lucasfilm is very much keeping everything like separate but connected, so n- they don't weigh on each other. But yeah. I, I, I might give it a read just because they're saying that if Ryan Johnson like directly, I know that he was trying to like push JJ Abrams to have some stories in his stuff too, and JJ was like, okay, we can do some stuff, but not this stuff, and vice versa. That's how it's all been working out. So it's kind of cool that all these directors are like so invested in this universe and like working actively with each other. But I thought that was cool. So I'll have to see what the reviews are and I might give it a read, but um, now on to the, were you going to say something about this? I was just going to say, I'll let you read it first. And if you think it's worthy of of me. uh, Yeah. You're not a giant. I'm not. This is why I want you to, to to read it first and let me know if it's a good introduction. Yeah. Well, we're going, we're going to move down onto the Marvel stuff. Your favorite. I know. I've, I've got some knowledge, just not a lot. <laughs> well, one of the big stories that's come out recently is that Robert Downey Jr. is set for the new Spider-Man movie called Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, Right, this is just an assumption. He's playing Iron Man, right? In, yes. Okay, there we yeah, go. Since, they're all, since the Spider-Man is in Captain America Civil War, he makes his Marvel Cinematic Universe debut in this movie. This is going to be a continue. Well, we don't know. This could either be, this potentially could be like, Robert Downey Jr. could be involved in like, a uh, flashback scenario where like it's how they met and informed their relationship. We won't really know until we see Captain, how much Spider-Man's involved in their relationship in Captain America. So, um, but it will continue a key relationship thread between Spidey and Iron Man that began in, begins in Civil War, I guess. And I guess, unfortunately, Michael Keaton will not be playing the bad guy in this film either. He was originally rumored to be the bad guy. They're saying maybe the vulture, but apparently he's dropped out of the early talks, which 
Michael Keaton is on fire right now, and I really would have loved to have seen him in another comic book movie as a bad guy yeah. instead of being a good guy, because as you all know, he played Batman in the first two Tim Burton Batman films. But that's exciting. I'm very excited for that. I, I really love Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. He's apparently even said that he might have one more Iron Man solo film like left in him but i he's still gotta do the infinity war i believe so that's like that's like four more robert downey jr iron man movies i think he enjoys that that's i think that's it's become part of his um his personality almost the iron man films i feel like he enjoys doing them so to say he's only got one more left is a bit I think if, if it, when and if he goes, it'll be like that character's out of the cinematic universe for a while. Because what I believe, um, uh, the Infinity War is going to kind of, like what ha- whatever happens after that is going to be kind of a reset of the cinematic universe. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, from what I understand is there's going to be like new beginnings, but also closure to a lot, pretty much everything that we've seen in the cinematic universe at the same time. So like some characters will keep going and others, it's like, that's it for a while. You know, yeah. until we decide to bring them back in to the fold. So, and that's cool. I mean, I like that. It, it keeps things fresh, I feel like. Um, I do have a little bit of an update, Infinity War update, too. Um, earlier this year, the Russo brothers, who were directing that, who also directed Captain America Civil War, Captain America Winter Soldier, um, they uh, had originally said the roster for the film was going to include 67 characters. Now, the writers of this film, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, have said that the audience shouldn't expect those types of numbers when they finally see the movie. They were saying that those numbers actually only reflect the um, number of characters that are introduced in the MCU as it is right now. Um, they basically had their office like filled up with postcards that had a name of every character on it, and they're kind of like, well, how did they all film in? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Josh Brolin's Thanos is going to be a major part in this film, too, which I, I'll be looking forward to seeing him actually do it. It's weird how many of these actors in these comic book movies are signing on like six or seven years out. Like, The Flash signed up to be in The Flash, but his movie's not for like three years, and apparently just lost its director, and it's just, it's like... There's like a, I know it's in the DC universe, but like Jason Momoa is supposed to be playing Aquaman, but God knows when that movie's getting made too. So it's just kind of like, I, it's crazy to me that they would sign somebody like five years out, you know? Yeah. I think, are they happy to be signed? And again, this is just my ignorance, but are they happy to be signed because they're almost guaranteed to do well? Do they do well, the superhero films, generally, just generally speaking? Is that why they're Do so the happy? actors do well? No, do the, uh, do the films do well in general? So. Oh my God. Do you live in a cave? Well, I was making the assumption, but I was going to say, I was, I was going to go in there so, and be like, well. So yeah. Batman versus Superman, they're saying, was like like terrible reviews and everything like that. And I'll go on record again and say that I actually really enjoyed it. It is not as bad as it's made out to be. I think that people, harp, I think that first trailer did it in for it and nobody really, or the second trailer was actually the worst one. The first one was great. The third one was great, but not the middle one. And it just left a bad taste, even in my mouth. And I, but it, and some people say it's boring, but it, it's the stuff I like about superheroes. Like, should there be a Superman? Like stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I, I, I thought I, I appreciated it for trying to be so different. And I, I, I'm not saying it's an, it's a perfect movie by any means, but I just don't think it deserves to be sitting at like 27 percent, whatever it is. I'm Rotten Tomatoes, but wow. um, I would put it in the 60 percent, maybe, maybe even like low 70s for me. I'm gonna. I've watched. I've seen it twice. I'd see it again in the theater, and I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray. But regardless, I forgot why I started that tangent. Oh, you asked how because well I was, I was doing. Yeah, I so was that that movie's done very well, though. It's 
It's just it could have done even better maybe if it was like critically acclaimed. But yeah, making a superhero movie these days is almost a solid bet. Not a hundred percent. Like mm. you can't. I don't think you can assemble garbage like you used to be able to. Like it, it has. It can't just be like hokey. Like I think you actually have to have like a quality film. But yeah, they are. They're a guaranteed hit. So that's why I was assuming they'd be happy to sign up a few. Well, that the the thing that Marvel's notorious for is they sign their people on for extremely little amounts of money. Like Chris Evans, I believe, wasn't even making a million dollars per movie for any of the uh, Captain America. That might be different now, but and he's signed for like nine films. And um, the only one who got a really good deal because he started it before it all, and he's smart, was Robert Downey Jr. Got paid some couple million for Iron Man, but then he also negotiated a back end of the proceeds of every of the films he was in. So when Avengers came out and that made like a billion dollars, he made fifty million dollars for doing for no other thing wow. than his movie did well. So he was getting like a bonus. Like a, a you know it's great. I mean he's smart like that. So again, excuse my ignorance, but just to clarify what you said is they signed them on for multiple films and they've already agreed their price for the sequels yeah is that what, that's okay wow. so um spider-man the original spider-man the same Raimi yeah. one toby Maguire like did the first one for four million dollars he did the second one for seven and he did the third for 12 like that was part of the contract is that they would escalate the amount of money they got um and sometimes it's like that sometimes it's okay you get seven seven hundred fifty thousand for the first one if we choose to go on with sequels, it'll get a percentage increase by this much. It'll be a million and a half the next one or whatever. But yeah, Marvel was like trying to be like, no money. You can't have, you know, they were trying to be like, be in 10 films, but we don't want to pay you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, coming to that era of Marvel being like that is kind of going away more a little more now because they, they did a little bit of a regime shuffle and they kind of took, took away that guy who was being super cheap and was causing a lot of the friction at the studio. Mm, they give it. They put them on new products, so new projects. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so that 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 kind of does it from a Disney, Star Wars, all the movie stuff. I just want to. Uh, I won't. I won't go on for too much longer because I feel like we've already talked way more than I meant to. But um, just a quick thing about comics. This Saturday, May seventh, right? Uh, Fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, seventh. We're recording this on Wednesday, yes. so I apologize. But this Saturday is Free Comic Book Day, and if you've never done that before, you can go um, Google search Free Comic Book Day. There's a website. Um, you pump in your zip code. It'll tell you what stores around you are doing Free Comic Book Day, and you go and you get free comics. Um, and it's just it's a lot of like there's special titles for this day. There's some Serenity, Archie, Bob's Burgers, Doctor Who. There's some Marvel mm-hmm. titles. Go check that out. Um, some places do a little bit of a canned food drive or some benefits. So just keep that in mind. Maybe um, you know you're getting some free stuff. Maybe give back a little bit. Give something know. back. Yeah. yeah, be be a be a good person. But um, and speaking of uh, comic books, really quick here, um, Marvel Comics. Um, is actually starting since Civil War is coming out this week. We're going to talk Civil War Two is starting in um, soon. I uh, in June, 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 or no? I'm sorry. Yeah, June. I wrote June 2006 for some reason. I'm apparently living a decade <laughs> in the past. But it's to actually it's to actually celebrate that. Um, that's when Civil War One started. Was back then, but. Um, they released a motion comic trailer um, of who, and it kind of like shows like who's in it and what the what the uh, the quarrel is over this time in Civil War. It's about like the mutant registration act, um, and then in Civil War Two, it's going to be about um, Iron Man. Da, 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 sorry, I'll skip over the this one, but 
Um, Civil War II is marking the 10-year anniversary. Um, the new conflict involves the discovery of an inhuman, so maybe it will come back. Maybe that's why they pulled the Inhumans movie, because they want to use that storyline to do a Civil War II storyline. I don't know, but yeah. the Inhuman, um, which if you don't know what Inhuman is, it's an alien-descended superhuman being, um, and it's currently the main plot on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but um, this Inhuman can predict the future with a certainty never witnessed on Earth. So the Inhuman uses his powers to stop a tragedy from happening, and that's kind of what sparks this whole event. So some heroes organize an effort to use his, par- uh, to use his powers to thwart evil, and um, using what they call predictive justice. Um, and there are others that don't agree with that. That It's that whole minority report situation where, like, if you just because you stopped the crime, like, you know, how can you be... Yeah, how yeah, can you be sure? You know, and, Is it morally right? Yeah, exactly. Watch that film. That film's a great depiction of that. Mm. Um, but uh, the chosen size of the heroes is not 100% clear, but... Mm. But it seems to be a little similar to the original one. But this time it's Iron Man is standing against the government program. Whereas in um, Civil War One, he's with the government. So he's against the government program. Um, his team's known to include Black Widow, Deadpool, Captain America, the Sam Wilson version, who's the Falcon, the totally awesome Hulk. I meant to look that up. I didn't. I know he's got a mohawk. I don't think he's Bruce Banner. I think he's somebody else. Um Miss America, Hercules, Black Panther, Luke Cage, and the Jane Foster version of Thor, as well as Star-Lord and Daredevil. Now, the pro-predictive justice team is led by Captain Marvel, and the team will include She-Hulk, Ant-Man, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Medusa, the Blue Marvel Captain America, which I guess is Steve Rogers, um, Vision, War Machine, and Spider-Man, the Peter Parker Spider-Man. The trailer also kind of the motion trailer kind of showed old man Logan is going to be involved somehow. And it's kind of in a conflict with Sam Wilson's Captain America and the Miles Morales Spider-Man. So I'm, I'm curious how the kind of sprawls event, but go to your comic book store, order the subscription. If you want to read, it's a mini series, so it's not going to just trail on forever. I went and did it. Um, and I'm going to check it out. And I think, um, I, one of our future episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about comic books. Like if you've, ever wanted to get involved in comic books like i'm new to it i've just been trying to do it for the show and i've signed up for some and there's you know maybe not marvel comics aren't your thing um disney has a whole series of comics like disney parks comic books um i signed up for the haunted mansion one and i'm gonna do a review of those and uh there's darkwing ducks uh darkwing duck comics and those just started this month too so Mm -hmm. check those out i got it i haven't read it yet um that's that yeah sorry just do. No, how do you feel about comic books? Comic books, the only comic books I've ever uh, read are the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic books. That's where I originally started so to get into comics. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to, because they were touting it as like season, um, season eight. Yeah. And I, I, it was like during my move to Florida though. So I kind of like lost, I lost it a little bit. Like I couldn't find, I didn't know where the local comic book stores were and, you know, I didn't know when it came out and all that stuff. But yeah. that's why if you sign up for um, a subscription, at your local comic book store, they like hold it in a little box for you, and you can just go like once a month and do Make it. You feel special. I do it with my Power Ranger comics, my Back to the Future comics, my Ghostbuster comics. I am falling down a rabbit hole. Sorry, there's Back to the Future comics. Yeah, on on Back to the Future oh. Day in October 21st, 2015, they did the first issue, and it was originally only supposed to be four issues, and um, it, it's Bob Gale, like the writer and Zemeckis and everybody. They contributed to it, so it's like official canon, and the wow. the issue that came out last month is the first one that's part of an ongoing storyline now so it's going to be an ongoing comic book wow i so. mean 
you had check it out. You had my curiosity, but now you have yeah. my attention. That's what pulled me in. So, so yeah. yeah. Mm, but I'm that kind of ties into Universal. We might have it to does, talk about Back to the Future comics. I'd be yeah. okay with that. I'm more than happy that would actually be a good arts and crafts and drinks video. Maybe it would. Do we can do a Back to the Future. I can show everybody how to do the to build a hoverboard. I've seen your hoverboard. Your hoverboard's very impressive. Yes, everyone does say that after they've seen <laughs> it. I've never had any just, complaints. So, just to clarify, it is a literal hoverboard. It's not a euphemism. Yeah. It doesn't float, unfortunately, but I'm getting there. I'm we are still talking about the hoverboard, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Just making sure. <laughs> all right, so that, that does it for this part of the show. We do have a little bit a little bit to tag on at the end here, unfortunately. I do feel like we talked a long time, and now I've done this. Um, but I did. Well, it was Oliver. It was supposed to be Oliver and I, but we had a little bit of an issue. So it was pretty much just me. But I did a review of the Marvel Disney Infinity playset. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new one, Battlegrounds, has... Um, just came out not too long ago, and it's kind of all capitalizing on that Civil War. It's heroes versus heroes in here. Um, so I got it. We all, we got all the figures to go with it, the power disc. We did a little review. I put together a little bit of video here, and um, why don't we check that out? For those of you listening, you can head on over to YouTube.com slash DizUnplugged and check out that Marvel Infinity video that goes along with this review. So let's get back to it. My initial impression of this game, I thought it was going to be really cool. I really liked Marvel Disney Infinity 2.0 a lot. I really loved all the Star Wars, um, the 3.0 stuff. And this one, uh, I was a little disappointed. The game started with a storyline where you were fighting the other characters in the Marvel Universe and, uh, you know, kind of capitalizing on that whole Civil War thing. Uh, But it... It well, then you find out they're like robots of themselves. So you're not like, oh, you're not actually fighting the other person. You're fighting the bad guy still. It's a workaround. You know exactly. Yeah, sure. workaround. Um, but the story mode um, was super short. I actually actually accidentally beat the game while I was trying to just capture all that video for it. I didn't it didn't intentionally do that. So it took me maybe just over an hour or so to do that. So that was a little upsetting. And you see, for me, like that, that actually quite, that appeals to me because traditionally, uh, although I'm not a huge gamer, I do play games and I've always been uh, more drawn to games that don't have drawn out storylines. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed playing stuff like Left 4 Dead, which I know is in a different realm, but it's like yeah. much shorter uh, gameplay. So I, I suppose value for money wise, you're, you're not getting the most bang for your buck, but for me, I don't know. It kind of appeals to me. Yeah, I, and I, I think you're going to enjoy. You just got the other. You just got all the. Uh, you got some Star Wars Disney Infinity set this week, right? And a Marvel one too. I did. Yes, I got Captain America and an array of Star Wars characters. Not a ray, but no, an uh, array. Not see what you did there, Ray. You're but, wasted here, yeah. Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, well, I'll be curious once you get it all set up. Um, maybe next week you can give me your your input on um civil war all right civil war excuse me the captain america the battlegrounds the marvel playset. it'll be very thought. interesting from my point of view i think just because i've got like for, for you you have an expectation going into this whereas yeah. i don't like my expectation is like it's not that it's zero i expect something good well, you know what quality. start with battlegrounds and then go to the star wars one don't start okay. at star wars and go the other way because i because i'm curious like i don't want that to affect your Start here. I want to see just in your initial impression of it. Because for me, I just, I, I, I mean, 
it it's it reminds me a lot of the old style arcade games where it's just versus. It's very like Mortal Kombat. There's like a story, yeah. but not a real story. It, the story isn't really relevant to what you're doing. So I like that it gave you the story mode though. So it's kind of like oh, if you're just one person, you can play at your house. I mean, you can still do the versus mode and play against the computer. Um, as you saw in the video, you can choose like multiple players, and then you just kind of all fight each other. Mm. But um, this is actually the first time that you can do the four player one, which was cool. Uh, so if you have friends over, you can all kind of play. So it's kind of dipping into that realm that it wasn't already there with, I guess. I just kind of was hoping for a little more, like, I wanted to be able to level up my characters a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, I always look forward to that. Um, so I was a little, just a little, a little disappointed. Um, do I think it's a do not buy? No, I, I think it's still enjoyable. I, anything like getting to play with these Marvel characters all mixed together like this is always fun. Um, I just, it doesn't live up to the Star Wars or um, 3.0 or the Marvel 2.0 editions of this game. So th- that's where I say, I'd say set your expectations a little bit lower and just kind of think about it as more of like a bubble, like an add-on, as opposed to like when I got the Force Awakens playset, that was a full, full-blown full like an experience, whereas this feels like a quarter of a game versus like a full game. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's all. That's that's all I'll say about it. It was it was a overall an enjoyable experience. But I'm very much more of a. I like the story oriented game. Not and, and I like I said, I love side scrollers. I don't like like things that get too expansive. I can't. I get lost, and it just doesn't feel. You know, like I, I want that one Donkey Kong target to go for. You know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So. So, you know, check it out. Let us know what you thought, if you've gotten it. Um, I'm curious to see how everybody else feels about it and where, where it lies in general. Um, but that's that. Uh, before we closed out here, too, I just wanted to bring up a couple things. You know, we talked about the show. Um, or, excuse me, I talked earlier in the show that we had a little project for Oliver. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an Oliver and a Rhino undertaking. <laughs> yeah, so Oliver has said he, how he feels about superhero movies. He's not the, the biggest fan. He feels like they're all the same. I, you're not incorrect. How'd you just, put it? The science that just goes wrong? It's uh, No, I, I said they... I think what I originally said, I didn't say anything as, uh, as intelligent as that. I just said that the story arc in every superhero film is exactly the same. So when you know what's going to happen, it just doesn't become exciting. Saying that, I have enjoyed the Spider-Man films and uh, the first Iron Man film. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go back and start at the beginning yeah. of that Iron Man film. Because, I mean, I've seen Iron Man 1 several times, and some of these several times, but some of them, like Thor 1, I've maybe only seen once or twice. And so we're going to go, we're going to start at the beginning, and we're going to work our way right on through the MCU. And we'll have, um, I know this episode of Diz Pop was very news-heavy, but it had also been two weeks since our episode. And since this is going to be a weekly show, and... It's also that time of year where a lot of news is dropping and we got a lot to talk about. It's very exciting, but I also want to have some discussion topics, and I think we'll do that. We're going to re-examine, bring Oliver on a journey to be as nerdy as the rest of us eventually. I don't think I'm a lost cause. I think I just got lost somewhere along the way. Yeah. And you know what? And to be to be fair, I actually I think that Marvel is currently putting out their best stuff. Captain America's um, Winter Soldier, amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy, which I know is not one that appeals to you, is I think my favorite of the group of all the movies. So it's it's just we'll we'll get you there. We'll get you there. <laughs> we'll find your we'll find your inner nerd and we'll bring him on out. So um, he's there somewhere. He's there, well, yeah, yeah. It's just. It's a. It, what's that Lion King? He lives in you. 
lives in me. He watches over. For anybody who said there isn't enough singing on all the Diz Unplugged uh, podcasts, there is. So Has um, anyone actually ever said that? Uh, yeah, actually, the Universal show usually includes some sort of musical element for some reason. And okay. we always end up singing a song and somebody has complained about it, so we just keep doing it now. So... <laughs> Sadly, that might be a thing on here, too. But um, yeah, tell us what you don't like, and we'll make sure we keep on doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, your feedback is always turned against you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. But, yeah, we'll be doing that. We're going to be, um, you know, it's not always going to be Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars. It's not always going to be the movie stuff. Like you've seen, we're going to talk about comics. We're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about music. It really, whatever you guys want. I want to get into the lifestyle stuff. I'd love to talk about Disney bounding, do some challenges out there, see what you guys can come up with, have like an overview of like, how do you get into Disney bounding or, um, cosplaying even. I know that's a really big thing. Um, and I've got a friend who maybe I'll have on the show because he's great. He does all these insane cosplays. He does a great Spider-Man and I should have, I should have had him on the show for this, Mm. but maybe we'll see. Um, But, you know, that, I want to talk about Dapper Day. I want to talk about all these, like, how you bring your favorite fandom and how you bring it into your life. You know, that's what this show will be, you know. And so we're going to talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. Right. Tell us what you want to see. And if we think it's appropriate, we'll potentially talk about it. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Right now, feel free to send us an email at, uh, is it podcast at disunplugged.com, I believe is our... Or and on the YouTube video, There's, yeah, we'll see it. We do. We stay up to date as much as we can on that. So yeah, absolutely. Oliver um, obsessively checks the YouTube videos. He's still a little sensitive, so give him some positive. Give him some positive. Give him a little fist bump there. And uh... first of all, I'm not overly <laughs> sensitive. Say what you like. Trust me. I grew up a big child. I, I'm yeah. I am. My uh, my skin is very thick. Uh, but I can almost guarantee now you've said that people are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, hmm. Let's see what we can... Uh... Yeah. How can we make him cry now? <laughs> yeah. No, but I, 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 I make that joke, too, as if, as you'll see. If, if you've ever commented on one of the arts and crafts and drinks videos, which, by the way, is a subsection of Dispop. That's where, like, the idea of Dispop was coming from. Um, so those are kind of a... Those are like a cousin to this show, but... Um, you have your best ideas when you're I, drinking, right? I, moments of clarity sometimes. I just <laughs> see the universe. Um, I, that was very um, Rose Tyler looking into the TARDIS. I have looked into the TARDIS and it's looked oh, into me. I can tell you right now that's something you will never sell me on. I am not Which a Which is a shame. You're, you're a British no. guy, so... Yeah, I know, but like, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of American stuff I'm into that you... I only just got about. into Doctor Who, too. I just... I It's... It, somebody said it was like Buffy, and that's what got me into it. And, and I, don't you dare. Yeah, and I, I don't agree with that. I understand where they were applying it like that. Um, it's got some amazing storytelling, but it is also – like, wibbly-wobbly is definitely the words to use to describe this show, for sure. But but anyway, maybe we'll get into that someday if that's something you guys want to hear. Like I said, send us an email, podcast at disunplug.com. Um, Oliver said – I was making the joke about Oliver on YouTube because I, if you've noticed any video that I'll produce, I get, I will, I'll, I'll chat with you on YouTube. You leave a comment, I'll comment back. I'll like something. We can be friends. We can all be friends. Um, or not be friends sometimes. It depends on how you comment on the video. Yeah, I should say that. You should. <laughs> you know what, though? In fairness, leave negative comments, too. It, it, constructive criticism is always welcome. Please don't be just the meanest person in the world. If you are, though... That's fine too. You know, everybody's got their lot in life, but I, I, I do take the good with the bad, and I honestly do. If there are things you don't like, let us know. If there are things you do not like, definitely let us know. And if there's things you want to see, let us know. Just let us know. 
That's what I should have called the show. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. No, 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 no. Um, God, I hate no, that song. That's, um, but we also started a Twitter. I was afraid to uh, say what it was yet. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot about that. I literally started it while we were started recording the show. But it's uh, at Diz Pop Show. So that's D-I-S-P-O-P-S-H-O-W. I'm going to send in my first um, uh, constructive criticism here. And I will say this episode did not include enough pops. Do you want me to make up for now? <laughs> that was your cue. You are the worst. Oh, sorry. Do it again. Do it again. This show did not include enough pops. Wait, that was it, terrible. Oh, God. So as you can see, like <laughs> Oliver's popping noise, we're a work in progress. And um, um, yes, but so I just really want to thank everybody for checking out the first. Uh, this is the third episode. Um, we'll be back again next week um, with some interesting stuff. We'll see. Um, we will. Yeah. So I guess... I guess that's it, guys. And I, I've really enjoyed this time we've spent together, and I hope we can spend some more time together next week on the next episode of Diz Pop. There you go.